Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Stu Simpson Show. And today's extremely special guest, we've got John Brindley, an old friend, singer-songwriter, and just a marvel on the guitar. Hello, John. How are you? I'm I'm good, thank you, Stu. How are you? You all right? I'm very hot at the moment, but yes. I, don't, I don't mean like a, in, a, in an attractive sort of way. I've just been in an actual temperature <laughs> type of way. So what, what have you been up to? Me? I've, uh, well, you know. Lockdown and all that. I've d- I've done my own uh, broadcast Saturday songs. You know, I've been doing the gigs every week, Stu. For our lovely listeners who, who for some reason, for some unbeknownst reason to the world, why don't they know who John Brindley is if they don't know who he is? Can you tell us who you are? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, people often ask themselves that, don't they, Stu? They do. They do. <laughs> who am I? Who am I? It's a, that's a very philosophical question for this podcast. They do. Uh, well, uh, I, I play a lot of music, uh, write songs. I, uh, in my formative sort of years, I did a lot of traveling around, busking around uh, Europe and uh, playing fiddle. Uh, I was inspired by Laurie Lee, Stu. You know, oh, uh, wow. Uh, the writer. I read his book. I read it. In fact, I went down to uh, Slad in uh, Gloucestershire once to see if he was there, but he wasn't. And Woody Guthrie, because he was just, you know, similar, it, just go off traveling. It's It was as I walked out one midsummer morning, he walked off with his fiddle. Well, I caught a plane to Spain as a result of that. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, and uh, I do a lot of walk. Well, I did quite a lot of walking, but not as much as him, you know, but I played my fiddle in uh, Seville and uh, Granada and, I love it. I do. Lo- I wrote. I wrote an instrumental while I was down there. As a result of being there, called um, "Secrets of Seville." That's a nice guitar piece. That. Mm. So, for people who are listening, you're a songwriter. I used to write uh, a lot of instrumentals. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at this uh, explaining who I am. You know, uh, Stu. <laughs> no, sorry. Well, it's interestingly asked you who you are, and you and you described to me what you do. And that, but that's an often. It's often a, a thing which happens when you ask people. So they define themselves with their actions and not actually something a bit more fundamental. So I was, I was finding it's an, a slightly un, an uneasing question, but it's an interesting question about how people define themselves. We often define ourselves by the actions which we take when it comes to sort of yeah. like, yeah. I do my best, Stu. That, you know, uh, I, I do my best. <laughs> you do wonderfully well. I think well. that's sort of, uh, that's the, uh, the question, answering the actual question. I don't always get it right. <laughs> What? Yeah, what is getting it right? That is the that is, yeah. But then I keep trying. I keep trying, Stu. That's what I do. I keep trying. You know, uh, especially if something's got under my skin, I will keep and just keep doing it. I mean, that doesn't say who I am, but I suppose I think we're a bit more on the right lines yeah. with that. I so wish, Stu. Tell me more a bit about your Laurie Lee thing because that's really interesting. I don't know how he pours the magic off the page like those when you read his words. I don't know how he can put so much magic into one sentence, and I just it just all sounded fantastic. And I thought, well, you know, and it just made it all seem such a thing that you could do, you know, and it, you know, you could work in a factory. Well, that all sounds like a bag of uh, you know, so. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what. <laughs> so, what were you told and in school? What, what, what did they expect John Brindley to be? They give you careers advice and all that, and it just all went right above my head. To you know, I can't. Hear, I can't remember things like that because it's just sort of went above my head. You know, and uh, 
things either speak to you or they don't. Did you always play the guitar? Have you like, not like obviously you obviously weren't born? You didn't come out of the womb holding a six string. There's a good, <laughs> there's a good photo somewhere, Stu, of me I'm about ten. I was on a music camp and there's a fella. I had a guitar and I'm looking very intently at him. And uh, you can see there's something that's going to happen there. Do you know? My first gig was at Wrexham Folk Club. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I'd been on like folk clubs because folk clubs was a place where you could you could show people, you know, and, and get, a res get a response and then it brought a meaning. And the people who I, in Wigan, where I grew up, and Joan, who used to run the folk club, uh, they were so encouraging and friendly and they just, you could be who you wanted to be, you know. And and I want, I'd, I'd heard some lovely folk music on the telly and i thought oh that's it. you know like i say things either grab you or the you know uh, and things like and it's when i thought oh i can get into that i can i could do that like for example when i first heard bob dylan it really sort of switched something in me and at some a light bulb went on you know and um really define yourself as a folk singer would you it's not how i define myself as such but it's it could be helpful in defining me you know uh, it is a thing that has helped me to grow as a person and become part of my life when it becomes a thing that defines you and that's it you know then i shy away from that you know sort of thing I, lo I love all kinds of music folk music in the pure sense i suppose there's a sort of purpose behind it in it and, and uh whereas it can be a package there's a kind of purpose it's it's a people thing in it but it's not just people who subscribe to the package do you know what i'm saying it's uh it's everybody on our street you know and uh I i'll play for anybody and i'll try to um i'll try and speak a language that they can understand you know the folk label is, is huge. It's a massive umbrella, which kind of fits in a lot of different things. You've got traditional, you've got singer-songwriter, absolutely got world music, and uh, you, you get that sort of feeling at festivals. And so it's difficult, because I, I found it difficult when you come to come into the folk world, and you, because you want to make a living as an artist, and um, it's easier when they've got the package with all the labels on all nicely, where, where the producers of the festivals and clubs where they can place you. So if you do traditional music in quotes, then they can put you in the traditional music section and then they can sell it easily. Um, but when yeah. you're a singer songwriter playing a bit of traditional music and you're doing a bit of this and a bit of that, because that's the way your brain like works, then it's, I think it's more difficult to sell. It is, but I, I package myself sometimes, you know, because it's got to be done. And it? it's, it's, I appreciate that for different in different situations and reach out to that particular audience, you know, and that, that sort of thing. Would you cater a show like each different individual show to the audience that you're going to? Quite often. Yeah. 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 And I pick up on things a lot of the time when I'm there. Do you know what I mean? It's like being receptive to what's in the air. I've seen you do that From, on stage and it's incredible that the fact that you can, the way you read an audience just with your feelings it's um and you will change what you're going to do it's a it's really a lovely thing to watch you you've not got set in stone this is my set and this is what i'm doing it seems just like oh they want this sort of thing so you will give them what they want oh i yeah well, is that intuitive you know, yeah yeah I, I love that i love uh that's i found a really 
fulfilling thing, but it's just, you know, um, it can be like certain places can be a, there's a lot of tough nuts to crack, you know, and it can be a, it's a lot of heartbreak on the way to sort of being, you know, because to be able to do that, sometimes you need all this uh, background and material and, and to be, you know, I, I'm always, I'm always trying to be broad, you know, and, uh, and bring, I just want to bring everybody in, you know, that's the thing, you know, that's basically it. And you seem to bring people together. It, it's, it's, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's easier to do for me. It's a lot easier for me to do than to sort of talk about it in a way because it, it's it's just a thing that happens, isn't it? It's it's something comes together and it comes together in me, but not just in me. You know, in a song's another thing, isn't it? It's it for me when I write a song, it's sort of it's it. I can move on after. I, I, it's I've not sussed it before I've written the song. I've, it's not about music and all that. It's it's a thing. It's about my life usually. It doesn't mean I've absolutely sussed it when I've written the song, but it gives me something to draw on. It, it, you've you've created something, and it's like you can see it then. You know, whereas before you've written a song, they're just feelings. It, you've given a, an air to you know. In your songwriting process, what happens? Do, you, do, do the words come first or does the tune come first? Or is it sometimes a mixture of both? It could happen absolutely any way, you know. It's a thing. It's like I say, it's a feeling. A little refrain that comes into my head or or even like just a couple of words. that, And it's struck upon this feeling in, in me. And then at, at that point, if, if that connection's been made, then it won't. I can't let go. You know, could be driving on the motorway or walking along. You know, walking's a good one, you know, because it can bring it out of you. You know, you can sort of try to do things to bring it out of you, can't you? You know, but it'll either happen or it won't. But, but you know, you, you realize you've got to try and set the process in motion. It is what it is. It's like it feels like a song's already there, you know. And you're just uncovering it. That's how it feels like to me. There's a few people who say that there's uh, the universe puts out ideas all of the time. And that if your mind is open to receiving those things and you're on that frequency, then it'll just grab a hold of it. But that idea goes out to many different people. You'll just happen to be the person who's picked that up. Because you'd often find that you might find a melody and you'll have written and you go, oh, that's brilliant. And then you hear another song that they've stolen my melody. Well, it, it you know it's amazing that it doesn't happen more often, really, isn't it? Because when you think about it, there's only so many notes. Yeah, when you think about it like that, you know when it happens to you, don't you? I wrote a, a song. I wrote it sort of like just as just before we went into the lockdown, trying to think of the angle to say that sort of connects into what we're saying here. But because I know there is one, but it, it, I was I wanted to tell you anyway about the song, you know, because. Um, I've made, I've, I've spent ages making a video on it, and I, I've, I really want to get it right because I think it's a very powerful song for for everybody now. What's it about? It's called "To Feel the Brightness of the Dawn," right? And uh, where where are we at? What are we? Are we going to keep going on like this? You know, uh, it's it's just where are we in that sentence to feel the brightness of the dawn is a question in it 
because you don't normally to feel you know you'd see the brightness of the dawn uh can you can you feel it you know it, it talks about you know your forest pyre you know the seas it talks about the seas and the you know but it's it's all a human question really we write the human story and it's it's that's the sort of thing it's you know i, I want to feel hope you know about so you're talking about uh, ecological stuff uh, like well, the seas rising and um and obviously the pandemic and politics it's so the- about the hu- it's a human human question Stu. i mean it touches on things like ecology and and you know what i mean and all that it's a question you know for for anybody will we feel the brightness of the dawn so do you feel as if we're on the cusp of change or is it or is it just agony at the moment on the cusp means you're just about i think we're in in the midst of change aren't we Mm, i believe so yeah yeah i think we're we are undergoing the biggest sort of changes that have been for a long time it's all it's all very worrying and it's true so i mean it's not just a song about being worried though my song it's like it's it's, it's got positive thoughts and it's, it, it acknowledges that we're in quite a unprecedented scary place so you say you want to get the video right how are you doing the video for one right to feel the brightness of the dawn right and in, in the middle of the lockdown uh the first one we me and mary went up to a great place to watch the dawn and like, and we we filmed it, you know, like the sun coming up, like everything driving around, especially at that time, felt alien and different, even though it was the place that you knew. So we went up there, and it's a song from the night time, wondering what's coming next. You know, when uh, you know, I've got all, I've <coughs> just layered all kinds of things. I thought I was going to be able to give you a link today for it but i watched it last night and i thought just a bit too frantic that i've uh, piled it up a bit too much you know but i've it's unbelievably time consuming you know making a video i'm i'm learning on the hoof Stu, and i'm I'm, i've got a bit of a knack for it but definitely not my forte but you lose five hours just like that and, and you don't you get a bit further you know that's that's but that's because of how much i want from it you know, what are you using to edit? Video pad. Oh, video pad. Probably not the best ones to. It's quite. But I bought it a few years ago. You know, and I've not updated it because it's going to cost again. But but yeah, no, it's fun. It's fascinating to do it. Got you got to take your daughters to school every day, and, and you're just losing time that you've not got. I, you know, I haven't got the time, but I need to. I need to do it. You know what I mean? It's it's. So- is your family involved in your creative life? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Michael, he used to play drums for me. He's down in Brighton now, so he doesn't. But Mary, you know, I'm going to back her, uh, you know, singing. And, you know, I'll, I'll put Jess on her um, canvases and stuff like that. So, we, yeah, so we all make an effort together, you know. And uh, and my daughter, she's um, getting right into some lovely painting. I wrote a song uh, for mary about living have you heard that one Stu? it's called among the color it's it's from about four years ago and it's i'll, I'll tell you the lyrics Stu, because uh, that'll give us something to go on it goes uh, it goes um something oh, jesus christ Stu, i forgot it sing it a cappella then you might remember nature's an artist and your colors are most natural the way i 
I feel them the way they make this house a home. Pieces of your heart find their way onto the wall. Among the color, thoughts wonder. Yeah, it's it's really trippy, Stu. <laughs> it sounds really trippy. And it's it's awesome. awesome. It's really a trip. Like uh, paintings, I spend time among in our house among among Mary's paintings, and they work on me. You know, it's like they get right into you know, like like yours. You know, you, the, the stuff going on. It's like you, you've you've got days and weeks of like looking at that painting, and you're always just keep seeing more things. Yeah, absolutely. You end up in an odd place. But it, it, it would... seems to work on me. Mm -hmm. And you said you're doing something musically with Mary at the moment. We're getting, she's, you know, we're getting a bunch of songs together. I mean, we want to do some, you know, a few gigs, you know, and do some of that. And uh, uh, but we definitely are doing an online gig. My YouTube channel. What's your YouTube channel? What's the address? John Brinley with no H, all one word, and that's my YouTube. I, th I think that's all the addresses. I think that you just put, if you just put that in on YouTube, you've my channel sort of should come up and then you'll see all the different things. I was hoping to give it, you know, I was hoping to have it all ready for my video that, you know, and everything, but you, you realize, don't you, that when you've got something and if it's not how you quite want it, you, you're thinking I will have this, but it tells you when it's ready, doesn't it? Like, Absolutely. You know, well, I'm talking to a real artist here. You can't, you don't you can't prescribe when you're going to have, because you'll get a deadline that you want to meet, but it's not always necessarily. Well, it's never not always. And if it does happen, then brilliant. But if it doesn't happen, then you've got to you have to wait for it to actually be right before you can release it to the world. That's been a big part of my life. That uh, story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not ready yet. It's not ready. Okay, it's ready. No, it's not. <laughs> well, you know, it's like I've got this album and it will be ready like in six months. And it's if you got your album, John, uh, um, just give it another. <laughs> <laughs> you learn not to get people, uh, you know, not to do that in the end, you know. I've been learning a lot recently, especially over lockdown, uh, the difference between Vitruvian thinking and Pythagorean thinking. So Vitruvian thinking is a bit like nature, so it's all spirals and swirls and patterns, and that's generally how nature works. But Pythagorean thinking is all in boxes and squares. So you'd say to somebody, we're getting unlocked on June the 21st, fits in a nice little neat box. Whereas nature is going, well, actually, this has to happen and then maybe that'll happen then maybe that'll happen which i think is yeah. naturally more the way that perhaps our brains and most artists brains when allowed to be themselves naturally work so fits more so it's trying to get mathematical patterns of pythagorean stuff and vitruvian to work on the same level to kind of get the balance right and so perhaps we're at this sort of strange cr crossing of nature and oh capitalism at the moment that is fantastic Stu. that's uh i'm gonna have to look into uh, i'm gonna have to look those up like you know Stu. i, I like I, i'll like what you're saying and uh i'll just say i agree <laughs> <laughs> or it sounds right so it does definitely sound right it sounds fascinating it was leonardo da vinci that came up with the idea of the vitruvian oh, man yeah. So he, he there was this this balance between nature and uh, nurture. It's kind of there uh, between where everything is at. So yeah, there's a there's a channel I watch online called Gaia Gaia.com, and it's full of it. Some of it's nonsense, but some of it's really interesting. That Leonardo da Vinci. Who'd have thought?
as you know, the first drawings of a helicopter, you know, mm. came from him as well, you know. So but that that the, the the helicopter idea came from when he saw, I think it was another. Well, I'm not sure what the trees are. Um, sycamore. Sycamore, yeah, with the, the spirally, yeah. and so you watched that. I and seem then to you... remember my mum saying that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Very, very. I, I've been, you know, I've seen all, I've seen some of his actual sketches. Uh, I think it was in, uh, was it? Is it Shannon So and the Loire Valley? Uh, I think there was a somewhere in the. I think it was somewhere around the Loire Valley. There's a place where you can see some of his sketches and that. And I, I yeah. I'm, what are your plans for, for for your next release? Is it well, this be... is the thing. Stuart, I've got some cracking songs that. It's just been it, it's been a, a labor of love to get this one song together over this lockdown. I went mm. to uh, John Harvison in um, Keefley. Uh, I've known John for quite a long time, and uh, and yeah, we're, we're, I did some of the recording there. When you got to do things from home, you've got you, it's all balancing, you know, you know, you know, especially when you're a dad, and you know, and so it's not happening too quickly. But I've got I've got the. And albums were more than an album's worth of material, you know. Um, I, I do keep working away, and um, I am very proud of this uh, to feel the brightness and the fact that I've got it together. I just wish I could have done a lot more, you know. Uh, I've got equipment I can do the essential things here, and uh, you know, and I could get them mixed. I, I wouldn't mix it myself because I, you know. It's not what I do all the time, you know. And uh, it shouldn't, you know. Uh, what can you say? <laughs> be ready next week. Well, six months to <laughs> recording in a studio is so different from performing live. And you're such a when you perform live, you're such an enigmatic and energetic performer. So you kind of you, you get lost in that space. But when recording in a studio, it's you've got nobody to vibe off of. Like so it's like doing a Zoom gig is a very difficult, yeah, different thing from the vibe from, is knowing that it's for the world in it mm. and that, that when you've released a cd as as you have Stu, you know uh it's you know that it comes but you, you know it will come back to you don't you you know it, it you get the love you'll get the you know whatever's in that cd it'll come it'll come it comes back it just takes time you know and it's just for the world in it? It, it anything can happen once you've once that cd's out there anything could happen really you know um have you ever released a live cd I've not, no, I've not. I should do, shouldn't I? Shoot, you know. Uh, I should I'll release one where I don't even know what I'm going to put on it. Yeah, <laughs> sort of thing, you know. Doing it with an audience, you get a, you'll get a different feel again, especially the way that you perform, because it will depend on what's coming off the audience. You got to be happy, aren't you? I mean, I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist in many ways, you know. Uh, to feel the brightness, right? I've got, I did it on the piano. I did it with a, like a drum beat, but you, I don't think you'd realize that because I can play to a beat and I've got like a drum machine. I mean, I don't like doing it. I'd rather have a drummer, you know, but mm. you can't, you've got to be practical. It's about getting that vibe. If you've not got the vibe in the first thing that you do, you're not going to get it at all. So you've got to get that, you know, you've got to get the feel whether or not i mean whether or not the main vocal goes into that you've got to have the feel fall into like the groove and then you're starting to then you're starting to get the the feel and and the vibe that you can put it's you can perform and if you're trying to perform against something that hasn't got that 
you can't you're not going to give a good performance do you know what i mean you've got to feel excited you've got to feel that excitement otherwise you just it's not going to come together and that's i've seemed to have be finding the recipe to work from you know and and because i've spent a lot of time throwing musical parts at the wall and seeing what sticks you know i've, I've spent so much time doing it you know that you'd think that i'd probably have about t uh, 12 albums out but i've only got three you know where can people listen to to your music online and, and that's what i have to do as well isn't it <laughs> Uh, this is what you're dealing with, Stu. You know, I should have it on. Uh, yeah, you need a manager, mate. <laughs> I, I do. I, I do. I do. I've, you know, I do. But um, I get it on iTunes. I, I could, I'm going to get that first album on iTunes and I'll get my album. But people can, uh, they can email me, Stu, John Brindley at yahoo.com. Email me if you want one of my albums, you know. I'm going to definitely put To Feel the Brightness of the Dawn on iTunes. <clears throat> yeah, and the video will be out any time in the next 12 years, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I could can, I can guarantee that. I can it's gu I can guarantee that. <laughs> or, or, you know, possibly even like 24 hours, you know. So have you got any um, action other than online? Have you got any actual, actual real-life gigs coming up? I've been offered gigs, but I'm a bit... I, I'm a, I've not had my second injection and all that yet, and uh, I'm a bit reticent to go and play indoors and take deep breaths. You know, absolutely. I think I'm a, a little bit, bit more vulnerable to, you know, and uh, you know, I've got a family and everything, so I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not in a big hurry. Although I'd really, I really want to get back performing. You know, I suppose uh, I might feel a bit different if I hadn't done the online. Which is still going on, Saturday songs. Uh, that'll be on this Saturday. It won't be the week, Saturday after because I'm playing at a party in Wales. You know. And is that in the uh, Saturday songs? Is that where you did your big Bob Dylan epic journey? No, that was a separate one that I've done. It's John Brindley, Bob Dylan tribute part one and part two. And I'm going to do a part three in the October, I think, because... Still one or two little loose ends. Although I'm, I've not repeated any songs. The first one I did uh, two hours 20. And uh, I did a load. Of, I mean, so many of my favorite songs. But the second one was three hours 40. So that's, I mean, I, I was talking as well, Stu, as you can imagine. But uh, still a lot of Bob Dylan songs that, you know. What, what was the, the, who was the Diddy Man again? Comedian, Diddy Man. Uh, Ken Dodd. Ken Dodd. And the Ken Dodd. The Ken, like the Ken Dodd of the Bob Dylan oh, tribute. <laughs> well, yeah, I've I've that's, I've that's, been called the Ken Dodd of 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 like the musical world, you know, because I, it's just whatever I'm doing, I, I get you know, I forget to stop a lot of the time. It's yeah. incredible. You can just get. I mean, when you had we had your music on the mall, and I was just like, he's been on for hours. This is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I, you I, just no, keep terrible. going. You just keep going. It's great. I just, I'm terrible. I, I'll, I'll still be there. You know. I, 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 <laughs> I, you're not internet savvy, and in, and in that you you've got to where you are, generally through word of mouth. And I I heard about you via by the Carlisle Folk and Blues Club. I wasn't there for the gig, but then uh, Myrna, who was running it at the time, she said, "Oh, this guy just turned up for the open mic, and he just blew everybody away." And uh, and then those little things, and you've just sort of 
you followed your heart and that's led you on to these really interesting and kind of odd paths and then you just end up on these stages because people have heard about you through what you've done and not through the internet not through business savvy it's actually just through your passion for your art thank you Stu. that's uh that's such a nice things you've said there uh, one thing i noticed like you know when i played in care homes you see people it can actually bring them to life people who've it just re, re triggers something from a time you know and I, I used to do a piano tuesday as well Stu, but it all got a bit too much but they were good as well um uh i just like the name piano tuesday yeah. what a good name do you not think that's it's a, a great, great, it's name? A great name piano, piano tuesday, tuesday. Yeah. what about if i was gonna if I was going to be like a drag queen, that would be a great name. <laughs> Hello, I'm Piano Tuesday. <laughs> well, I, I had to do it on a Wednesday once, which upset a lot of people. <laughs> what was I saying? Uh, yeah, so, you know, like I've seen it in care homes. I've seen miracles, you know, playing in care homes, people who were just staring at, you know, at the wall, you know, and... And they're, they're, they're so animated, you know, and, and I've had, you know, the uh, appreciation I've been given from relatives of those people because the, it's, there's something about a song, you know, that reawakens things and, and just, you know, you, you see people animated, you know, and it, sadly, you know, their relatives hadn't seen them like that for quite a long time you know and things like that so it's a miracle really and it's it's you know on the saturday songs you know especially you know in the depths of like when you can't go out and, and we're in the middle of winter and, and it's just all a bit i think it's helped it's certainly helped me i mean you know I, it's helped i know people have appreciated it i know i don't know where i'd have been without it Stu. you know there, there it's, is a... it's helped well, you know, it, it, for one, it's given me that creative, you know, and I can get stuck into the create being creative. But it's not just that; it it was like seeing friends. So that is, it's well, just been... each person brings their own individual experiences to to a song, and they can interpret those things uh, in accordance to what they've experienced themselves. So you your meaning behind something you've written might be totally different to what they get from it but it's all valid. So that, that that's lovely that, that those things grow. Oh, yeah. And then them things that people type on the YouTube, they can be so meaningful, you know, and it's a lot, a lot of it is as a result of the song that's been played, you know, it's brought, it brings things and it's like a, there's a sort of communal experience somehow, you know, you know, I, I'm just very happy that I could do that, you know, and that that's, and I know it's it helped some people get through the the depths of lockdown and all that. So, so there's there's a very vital part about giving is we you receive so much by giving something. So whatever it is, you oh, can't absolutely, Stu. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I feel like a million dollars. You know, I mean, like when people say things like, "Oh, I have to sing the Wild Rover or the Whiskey in the Jar," and I think maybe they need to sort of change their approach you know if if they're if you're going to do it don't put a downer on it you know yeah it doesn't matter who wrote the song you know uh somebody who's a songwriter 
is proud when somebody gives their work that commitment and you know unless 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 they've got it all wrong, you know. Yeah, unless they're totally killed. So, but it's, luckily the X factor doesn't exist anymore, so that has ended. Well, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'm, what I meant was, uh, unless the songwriter is very prudish, is what I kind of. Ah. I didn't mean, you know, because if somebody took one of my songs and sort of really gave it massive commitment and yeah. got it all wrong, because I've moved them clearly. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a lot younger. Uh, I think I performed Deportees and like it was a, a Dick Gawkin concert. Mm. And uh, and he came over and he just said, you keep doing that. And I, I can't tell you how much that meant to me, you know, how, how, how much that built me up. And uh, uh, I worshipped him, you know, yeah. and uh, it, it meant more than I, you know, more than I could tell you about now, really, you know. It blows your mind, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's when things actually make sense, yeah. you know, because probably half the time we're just sort of like, uh, we don't quite know. And then actually, no, we that does make sense, you know. It's... Those making sense moments make sense of everything else, which seems nonsensical, like going to pick up the kids from school and, making the dinner and all the rest of it. and then all of a sudden you got oh that's i've got to do all those other little things for that really important what seems like the really important thing but they're all really important things but if it wasn't for all those little what seeming seems unimportant things then that song might not happen or the interpretation of that other song might not happen because you, every moment is important yeah yeah I think that's. I think that's a, probably a really nice place to end this. <laughs> sure, sure, you, uh, uh, you're fantastic. You're fantastic. It, but it's been a real pleasure. But it's it's been really quite revelatory. You know how you know. I love how you're doing this, Stu. I think you, you know, very much. I appreciate. Know. it. I, I'm it's very fantastic. interested in just people's creative process and about their story, and because uh, yeah. we can all relate on some in some level. So yeah, thank you very much for for being here, and um, it's it's nice to see that you're you're doing well. And remember, remind me of the name of this the new song again. To feel the brightness of the dawn. But if you send me a little uh, an MP3 of the song, I'll put it on at the end of the podcast. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get that sent to you right now. Fabulous. Thank you very much, and uh, hopefully see you again soon. See you soon, Stu. All the best, mate. Bye bye. When the earth's turn brings the daylight Could the heart smile As the shadows behind us are drawn Might we behold the sight With love in our eyes Will we feel the brightness Oh Fire, an ocean fury. Do we heed the tide as one more creature gives its last call? 
write the human story with little time on her side. It's a leap of faith. Don't fear that you will fall. A simple truth is on the palm of your hand. It speaks for the heart and the soul. It is a language the world will understand. Can't we say something that is real and Oh.